Ladies and gentlemen, we are once again locked and loaded. It is again, once again, on like Boltron. <laughs> See, he's already laughing. My homie, Chicago Filipino, fellow bunkhouse Manong, Giovanni Ortega. <laughs> Welcome. Fellow miscellaneous brown. That's that correct. Matter. We are miscellaneous brown because you speak more Spanish than most Spanish folks I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real, you do. You, do. Yeah. you, don't, you don't even have to lean in the mic. Just be comfortable. You're good. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's like pump up the volume. It, 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 hey, whatever there. you like, man. Christian, <laughs> Christian Bale. No, man, because we've gone through. I mean, we've been brothers for a long time. I mean, and, and not even that, like you, I remember one, when we were doing Dusty, De Los Santos, you were one of, right. you, you were one of the Manongs that came and saw the play, and it was one of the first times I'd ever been a leading man, and I remember that. That's how we met. No, we met, we, we, we met at Magna Rubio, homie. No, no, wasn't Dusty before? No, Dusty was after. Oh Dusty was gosh. after. Wow. You, all of it's running together. Yeah, no. no, but yeah, Magna was first and then Dusty and everything else. Like all, all the bony stuff came up afterwards yeah. for me. Yeah. Oh. But I, I, I just remembered, like you've always been so supportive of everything. And and of course I have to have you on my podcast because I mean you're doing so you're like I was like what's this fool gonna call me <laughs> no but because I don't know when <laughs> the thing is is I don't know when you're in L A because right. you're always somewhere. somewhere you're like in Kuala Lumpur and shit you're like everywhere <laughs> you're like where's this bitch now how the hell did he got Wi Fi on a mountain in Thailand and shit like you are everywhere you're international. <laughs> For real, and but what, what's beautiful about it is you're spreading your 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 writing, you're you're teaching kids yeah. how to write, you're you're spreading the the gospel of Geo all throughout the gospel world. Gospel of G, bro, it's awesome, bro. It's really great, and I mean, I was able to. I had a great opportunity to read and do your work on Kababayan today when we did that that spot. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. I mean, I know your work, bro, and 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 you're always you're very much about representing us in through your words and it's it's always uh, i'm always i'm always happy to read your words and i'm always it's a pleasure to see her like i remember the last time i saw what was it the criers for hire at you East saw West? That, right? yeah i saw that that was wasn't that awesome that was not even just awesome that was eye-opening oh. that you could literally there were china rich chinese women that would pay filipino women <laughs> To cry at the because it was a big it's a big deal to have a lot of people crying at the funeral yeah, right Chinese funerals yeah and and it's I man I'm like I, I saw that play and I said let's make this bitch into a movie I know you know um Tim Dang that was Tim Dang's mm. yeah 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 it's up great how did you how did you come up with that like because yeah. you wrote the whole thing and then it got produced at East West Players I mean big, yeah yeah I big mean, time that was. Tim Dang is the former artistic director of East West for Forever. Yeah. And then that was his last year. And then um, he hit me up and he was like, um, you know, I'm thinking of um, commissioning a writer to write about the Filipino experience. Wow. Filipino, Filipino American experience. And um, can you give me a treatment? Right. Several different ideas. Sure. Sure. And then I gave some, but he was like, you know, I kind of like this. Also, I want you to think about like the crying, crying ladies. Yeah. Right. So, cause it, it used to be an old tradition around the world actually. So, I mean, even still to this day, they're still, they, they still hire folks in China that like, cry yeah. at their weddings. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I gave some different um, Storylines, and then and then the the story of the guy is the one that I really wanted to do because mm-hmm. it's kind of like my origin story, in many ways, um, and so and it went pretty fast. It, you know, I mean, so. I was just happy to see it, and it was so it made me so proud because I mean we we started on stage together, right? Magna Rubia, yeah, yeah, we and did. like I'll always remember the scene that we did together. Like that scene, the Clara leaving scene is... Oh, it's just one of my favorite things. Probably one of the most magical moments mm. in my acting career. Mm. When, when I did it with you and then also when I did it with Joe. Like I was lucky enough to be able to do it with two 
heavyweights in our in our community between you and Joe Ferranda. I mean, and at Victory Gardens. Yeah, right. at Victory Gardens, and it was it was really interesting because for me, like Joe was an older seasoned veteran, and then you were my age, and it was a, and the, and the different dynamics between the two and how right, right. it was a, it, for me. I don't know that I could ever duplicate that experience unless I you know unless we did some like I don't know movie or something of that in that way. But yeah, the the way that it. I mean, anyway, that that's part of the reason I you you are you are a necessary guest because <laughs> you're almost like a integral right. part to my actor's uh, life. You know, I love that scene because it just says so much about um, the immigrant um, story and when the immigrant leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and not he and in that in this case we were. We were in the States. The characters were in the States. But it's still this, like, I'm leaving. There's yeah. this, like... Like, that, that this is not enough for me. Mm-hmm. I need to find more. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember... Because we've had John John on the show. And we've had Rodney on the show. And we've had a lot of the guys that I've done the show with. Oh, yeah. And it's weird because the more we talk about, like, like hindsight being twenty twenty, part of the reason I think I got to play Claro twice is because I'm very much like him. As right. a person, like right. I'm very impulsive, mm. and and I'm very much about I can't stay in one space for too long before mm-hmm. I have to transition into something new. Right. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that, um, and yeah, just just people who leave home, mm. right? I mean, both of us left Chicago for yeah. that matter, right? Yeah. Um, I. You left earlier than I did, though. You were here. You've been here for a minute. You've been here in LA for yeah, a long yeah. time. Yeah, I went. I moved here two thousand one. Yeah. Right. So when did you move? 05. 06, Somewhere around. You know, I was just with Donna. Donna Pingle. Jeez. Right. <laughs> I know. So um, uh, yeah, she used to hang out with your boy. My boy. Yeah, with uh, weren't you in a boy band? <laughs> no, no, no! Everybody and all the listeners know about my boy band days, yeah. my word for word days, bro. I know, you know, no, my um, no, Chicago. I mean, I'm going home to Chicago October fifth. You know, and here's the thing. Here, and I don't want to go back to Claro, right? And um, that's fine. Good, just flow. Let's do it. I don't care. And the thing, the thing about that is, like, you, you leave home. And you leave everything behind. So for for the longest time, wherever you go, you have this um, kind of like reverie or nostalgia mm. of what home was like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you go back and see that some things have not changed, and some things are so different. Something. Well, and, and, and many things are different. I, I'm lucky that you know because I stayed close with. The folks online and you know i get to see a little bit of the change right but it's right. not like it's nothing like actually experiencing and going home and and seeing it it's a different yeah. thing and and i i've done it now this will be the third which is a trip because like i've been here now for a long time we've wow. been i've been in la since oh five oh six right yeah and so this will be the third trip home and it's uh, almost like the rule of threes, right? How like the yeah. third time is the time like you're supposed to hit the joke mm-hmm. and be really funny. Right, 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 right. right. And it, it's almost the full, weird, it's like the full transformation, right? Because I went there with my one-man show the first time. Then I went. At Circa, Pintig. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. I, yeah. And then, and then, and then mm-hmm. I, well, and then I did it because my, my homie produced it. When I did Circa Pintig, I, I produced it at what would become the Laugh Factory, uh, the 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 Lakeshore Theater on on Broadway and Diversity, oh I'm sorry Broadway and Belmont that 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 is now the Laugh Factory. What? But, yeah, but Lakeshore Theater. Uh, Bo Burnham was another comic that was opening that weekend with me, and I was in so there. So you performing at the Laugh Factory? So well, basically, technically, I did what? my one man show at the Laugh Factory before it was the Laugh Factory. Right, right. And it literally just turned into the Laugh Factory after that. And it was a trip because I literally transformed from the one-man show actor slash whatever to just strictly, you know, being a stand-up comedian. And that was the next trip was where I just did stand-up. And I was – I headlined with Jenny Yang at the comedy festival. 
And Here. No. In, in Chicago. Is Jenny from Chicago? No, 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 no. Um, my boy, Lucky Siap. You know Lucky Siap uh-huh. from Circa. He, I mean, he was one of my students in the Circa so program. Funny. And then he brought... He, he said, hey, bro, I loved your one-man show. Can you do it without the dramatic parts and just do stand-up? And do it and headline my... And, the, and headline the... the, the um, the comedy festival with Jenny Yang. And I said, what? Huh? What? Uh, And at that time, man, it was a weird, like, you know, I'd just been dropped from my agent and my manager and it was all funky. And I was like, fuck it. What year was that? That was four years ago. Yeah, no, we did, Rodney and I did um, the comedy comedy festival. Yeah, no, we, yeah, here, and I, yeah, no, and I was a part of that too. Remember, I I, I hit my, tanga, oh my Remember, I hit the I hit the I hit my hand and broke my my thumb as <laughs> doing mini Pacquiao and it was bleeding and I still finished. So gross. Because <laughs> no, that was a, that uh, what was it? Um, uh, LOL or RF LOL? It was something something. It was it was rolling on the floor. Some some like yeah. L, some yeah. acronym of laughing out loud yeah. for for SIPA, right? Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, see, I'm so glad my, my performance was so memorable that Gio remembered that I was part of it too. I totally remembered everything. <laughs> I even bled for this bitch on this comedy lineup, and then he forgot. <laughs> I, I erased it in my memory. <laughs> no, but it, but but now I'm I'm coming home, and it and it's a trip because this episode is going to come out on the weekend that we're. We're home, Chicago Filipinos. Oh, what? You know, I was just there. I was just there, and you know, I've I've worked with Pintig with Ginger actually. Shout, Shout out, out to Ginger, Ginger Pintig, and Circa, and all exactly. these folks. Uh, oh my God, I love those guys. And then I I hung out with Che Yu, who mm. runs Victory Gardens. But then I met with Silk Road Rising. Have you met with them? I they were literally just starting when I left. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff when I left, like Rahm Emanuel became mayor and then it was like Chicago Hope, Chicago Fire, Chicago Hospital, Chicago right? fucking dog kennel, Chicago every <laughs> motherfucking thing. Pissed me off. It's like, how many fucking TV shows are you going to film in Dude, Chicago so after I traffic. leave? There was so much traffic. Well, see, and that's the trip. It was like, bad. I'm not ready for this. I'm, I'm not ready for the cold. But you don't need to drive. No, no, no. That's the no. only thing. But I was like, I made because I was, you know, my family moved to Gurney and I mm-hmm. Was going back and forth, and I was like, "Yo, like, I'm sure it's probably moment, like two hours, two three hours to get home." No, not that long. No, no, but I stayed. I stayed by the airport. I stayed by O'Hare. Okay. For a couple of days, so I could easily go to Gurney and then go to meetings in the city. But man, the ninety because there's so much construction going on. Well, yeah. It took an hour to get It's downtown. a trip, man. It's a trip. I can't wait. I really can't wait to go back home because I really When was the last time you were there? Was uh 4 years 4 years ago for the stand up debut. Wait, where do you do Christmas? Here. Your parents My parents are all here. They're, they're, everybody lives here. My parents live here. My oh, sister live lives here. Everybody lives here. Because oh, all yeah, the, kid, the grandkids are here. Yeah, yeah they're not going to... They don't want to go travel back and yeah. forth anymore. They bought a condo in, in North what? Hollywood. Yeah. They chilling. Yeah, they're chilling. Having, they're you know, they do that, do their... Yeah, they they like the, 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 the heat. And, you know, yeah. it's it's hard, man. That winter in Chicago is hard. And, you winter. know, especially for, for them, you know, they're older. And it's yeah. hard. You know, the, their bones are not as, you know... It's it's cold, man. It's yeah. cold, so it's it's easier for them out here, and then they're closer to the grandkids, so mm-hmm. it's better. But yeah, no, we I haven't been to Chicago for winter since the last time I did the one man show at Northwestern, and that was and even then I was just I, I'm cool. This is fine. Yeah, I I have to go home, like well, you know, for Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Oh, so you, so you're always there. Well, now that I have two nephews, that's awesome. I, I'm like three. At three times a year, at the least. Nice. You know. Well, I mean, and you. Now I want to get into how you get to travel so much because I mean, like you're always everywhere. How does how how does that even work? Like you're all, like, is it commission? Is it is it like what? what? It's it's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you know, because I teach, um, I teach in Pomona College in the Claremont Colleges. Mm-hmm. So part of the work that they want you to do, and of course, part of the work that I love doing is um, to practice what you preach, right? Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. teaching, directing, you're teaching acting, musical theater, whatnot. Yeah. And then a component of teaching all these things 
is just being able to direct, mm -hmm. act, write, produce things, you know? Yeah. And my, my original plan when I started was the immigrant's diasporic imagination. The whole idea of, of being um, a 1.5 immigrant, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like the story of the Gaia and Cryers for Hire. Um, leaving home when you're like 12 to 15, so you're young enough to assimilate, but old enough to remember where yeah. the whole... It's very much your experience. It is my experience, yeah. right? So I was like, well, this would be interesting to kind of do. And, and you know, Alos was, you know, Alos is the cosmos. Yeah, man. No, I know. It's kind of like the gift that keeps on giving, you know, you think sure. that this is no longer an issue, but obviously it is. It's, and it's, I mean, it's, it, it's almost to the point where like it was ahead of its time because it's so, so much more, it's even more relevant now. It's insane. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I got some funding for, for that, mm -hmm. for the initial, initial, uh, research of, of, you know, working with immigrant populations or sharing a place that talk about the immigrant experience but then but then a few years later i was like you know what i love being filipino and all but there's other stories that we could talk about yes that's still that's the shared experience with the mes mezclado right with yeah 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 so the shared experience of of immigrants or marginalized societies and things like that so it became and then i was like oh, i want to get a crew of people you know, going out into the world and doing their own stuff. Sure. So it's not just about this one thing. And so it became the International Imagination Collective. That's so that's incredible. Yeah. Man. So now... What, what, say it again. The, the International Imagination Collective. That's awesome. So it's not just delving into the immigrant experience. Like for this, for this year, um, I got commissioned by Poetry Festival Singapore to write a piece about the indigenous population in Singapore oh, wow. and, and the similarities um, with the Filipino immigrant experience. Because, you know, Malayu indigenous is kind of like all of our it. indigenous uh, We're, we're all the same because, well. because when, when, I mean, since there are so few of those other South Asian communities here in America, a lot of times like, uh, the first question that they get asked is, uh, are you, are you? Are you Filipino? <laughs> <laughs> like I had my friend Danny Plum is Cambodian. Every, before every show, is, are you, oh, sorry, are you, are you Filipino? And, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. you, you don't have so much representation, and it's yeah. it's really wow. That's incredible that you get that you get commissioned to write that. Yeah, yeah. So it's. I mean, I'm I'm just so grateful. I mean, who would know like this? You know, I mean, I always go back to like my mom raising me on welfare. You know, and me and my my brother who's. It was older now, but he was a baby back then. I mean, Chicago winters, you know, single mama, Devon Western taking buses and, you know, food stamps and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's like, don't stop living. Bro. I don't mean, stop it's living your dream. It you is know? a, it is pretty when you think about, cause I mean, I know your story and that's why I brought you here is cause I wanted you to share that because the, the, you were, you, you came here. At a at a at a later time than most. Like you were how old when you when I was you twelve. Yeah, you were twelve. Yeah. So it, like you said, you you were able to remember the Philippines. Like you're very fluent in Tagalog. Yeah, and you can. You, well, most of the time. Well, you're <laughs> much more fluent than I am. Sure, <laughs> no, but, but you're 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 point of reference to me for for the, for the Tagalog all the time during yeah. the, during Magna Rubio. So I mean, it would you're you're you were you are. You're very much a part. You, I, you serve as a point of reference for, for the Filipino mm. culture for me because you know, you, you were you experienced it for so long in your life. Uh, yeah. But then you also have that same experience of Chicago and the Chicago winters, and in a lot of ways, just coming up in that in that grind of Chicago. So it's, we have a very <laughs> similar thing, and then we ended the up here. <laughs> and now we're here in Burbank podcasting. Burbank. And shit. <laughs> No, but tell me more about your childhood, man. Tell me how. Tell me how you were able to find that, with all of with all that shit going around. How were you able to oh, be able to, to to figure out that this was what you know? Because it's hard, man. We didn't get. We didn't. We didn't, even especially in Chicago, man. We didn't have, you know, like what's here where you can you can just do. You, you literally can have like a festival of 
Filipinos, every, you know what I mean? There's so yeah. many people here and there's so many people that even just be receptive to what you're trying to do. Whereas in Chicago, it was, it was it, tough. Yeah, it was At tough. least when we were growing up. Yeah, I mean, it's much bigger now. I mean, Kmart on like that Ad- Addison Strip is now a seafood city, so. Wow, <laughs> we taking over. Yeah, Kmart's girl. now seafood city. <laughs> they got <laughs> seafood city in Chicago. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. There's like Jolly Bee, and they're all. In I the, saw that the, damn Black the, Friday video, which y'all acting a fool because it was a Jolly Bee in the in Chicago. Weren't you in that? Bitch, no, I wasn't there. <laughs> I was not there. In fact, I wish well, I was there so I could have just. Thanks to G Tanji for that. G <laughs> Tanji, what do you mean? Well, she produced it. Oh, she produced the the what the Jolly Bee what? The commercial that we did. Oh yeah, no, that, but that was that wasn't uh, that wasn't in Chicago. That was uh, that was here. <laughs> that, was here. that was here. Yeah, we did do a Jolly Bee commercial. My goodness, yeah. we've done a lot of different fucking. You were in PPP with me. We were doing the funny the funny shit. My God, you were the you were the um, the game host announcer <laughs> for that uh, so for that funny. dating show. Remember that where I was fell in love with a basketball. <laughs> that was so dumb. That, that's weird. That, that was, was so weird. Dumb. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but it's it's a trip because we both come from Chicago, and Chicago, in a lot of ways. But didn't you grow up in like Naperville? Bitch, no, I did not. Please, excuse me. Okay, you know what? Do not ever. You were you're like from Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Narragansett and Belmont, oh, three man. blocks from the fucking brickyard, bitch. <laughs> I grew up right across the street from Steinmetz High School. Don't let that nobody is. tell you that Eric Esteban is a suburban <laughs> Filipino. You're from Kenosha. Get the fuck out of here. Bitch, you just admitted that she was from Gurney. No, no, no. Let's, <laughs> let's clear the air here. My family's now in Gurney. Now in Gurney. I stayed in Chicago. Correct. Well... I stayed in Chicago the whole time I was in Chicago trying to put me. Don't now, put in there. Here's, here's the thing, so too. Funny. Here's the thing, too. These suburban fuckers out here make me mad because they still claim Chicago, even though y'all are from you know, whatever, Naperville or whatever the fuck. Listen, <laughs> y'all are from Naperville, Illinois. Keep Bo- that you're shit. You're like, you're from Blo- Bloomington. Look at, but, but you know what, there? You know what? You have, you're, you're now you've just now killed whoever listens to this in, from the suburbs and surrounding areas is now not going to come to the show in Chicago because they'd be like, y'all just gotta know. <laughs> no, West suburbs. No, listen. I love. I grew up. I to the, to be honest, I grew up in the suburbs in, in in the way that like we all had to. You know, that was where you could see the Filipinos when we grew up. You yeah, know, you go to Santo Nino and you'd have to go to, you'd, you'd have to go to Gurney or you'd well, have to go or Naperville or any one of the other, any one of the other suburbs that all the Filipinos yeah. were kind of like Niles and, and Evans. Niles. Oh, bro. And Lincoln oh, Park. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, or not Lincoln Park, Lincoln Wood. That was, that was the, that was the, bro. I worked everybody. at Lincoln Wood Town yeah. Center. With the bunny hutch. Remember that? What? <laughs> With the mini golf. That was like the go-to first date for me. Just because I might bump into some other Filipinos and they might see me with a white lady. I was like, woo! Yeah, yeah. Bunny Hutch, bro. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, I I, I love... I was working at Baskin Robbins. I was working at Mr. Bulky's. And then I worked at Limited, Stru- Suncoast. I straight up worked all the time for from, like... My first job was at the Jewel Osco in the Brickyard. <laughs> Pushing carts. No, no, it wasn't. No, I'm sorry. Because they opened up that one on Addison. It was like a new jewel. And I got hired at the jewel at the brickyard, but then they transferred me oh, over there. Yeah. Addison that, and Elston? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Addison and, uh, no, no, no. Irving Park and, and Narragansett. That, okay, that, that, okay. Uh, that, that golden square. That was, that was my yeah. first job pushing yeah. carts in that parking lot. And I said, this, bit, this is too hot in the August summers in the humidity. And I was like, no, nah, fuck this. So I went to the brickyard. And all I did was work at the Brickyard. I worked at the Gap. I worked at Chess King. I worked at the Record Town. I worked at every place that would hire me at the Brickyard. And I'd work there for about six months and get the discount and buy all the shit. And then I'd quit. And then leave. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was my jam. I loved working at the Brickyard. I, the friends that I made at the Brickyard are st- three of those dudes were my my groomsmen at my wedding. Oh wow! Like those guys are that. Wow. Those are the. 
like those are the homies from the neighborhood. I grew up in. Yeah, I love the Brickyard. Shout out! I don't even know what the Brickyard is now anymore. I think it might be a strip mall, but because um, it's not a mall anymore. It used to be. It, it tripped me out the last time I was there. It was it wasn't a mall anymore. It was like a like a California strip mall with a big fucking parking lot and then just the, the stores and yeah, you, yeah. and you walk. But kind of threw me for a loop because you know I always follow the road. It's changed so much. It, it has. Yeah. And but. I'm excited, man. I'm really excited to go home. I'm. What's next for you? What are you doing? What do you? What's? Because what, I know you're. You, we had to. We had to schedule this quick because you're about to go out of town again tonight. <laughs> yeah, I go to New York tonight. One thing that I'm doing that I've become very involved with is um, environmental justice. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really. It's. I mean, it's still related to. To the social justice work that I do, I mean, I remember this is gonna sound so funny. I remember I was I was in Varanasi, India, mm. Banaras. You see what I told you? Uh, I can't even pronounce that shit. He's I was been there. doing some work over there, and then um, you know, kind of, and I've seen this in other parts of the world. I mean, you see it in in Colombia or you see it in Phnom Penh, and you're like, you know, the lack of resources for for poor people, mm. specifically water. Amen. It's Say so it. important. For real. You know, and and how how much we take water for granted. I Drinking mean, water. Everything for, for I mean like I I I don't wanna get on a soapbox here right now, but but as far as like we are in America are very, very lucky to the point where we take shit for granted as far as the way the way we can eat, the way that water is just readily available and it's clean yeah. and and yeah, I mean it is a privilege to be able to say, Oh, I am vegan or I'm this or I'm sometimes you just gotta eat whatever the hell's in front of you because <laughs> that's all you got to eat today and that's yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I you mean know? just the fact that you could like literally get drink the water from the faucet. I mean that's I mean, unfortunately, there are some parts of America right well, now that... I wouldn't say all parts of America, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Flint and New Jersey. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Trump's America, y'all. Anyway. Oh, anyway. Gosh. We don't have to get into that. No. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, you are a perfect example of what I try to accomplish in my art. Mm. And that is, yes, I want to make people laugh. And I want to entertain people, but at the same time, I want to educate them about what's going on in the world. And you do that in such a way where, uh, I mean, it's it's incredible, man. Like the the eye-opening things that you share, even just from following you on Instagram, and the the workshops that you do with these young kids, and how you, I mean, it, it it's a big deal. Not even just that you're teaching them, but that you this this face, this brown face, is giving yeah, instruction well, to to folks. I mean, just the fact, I mean, here's the thing, people always ask me, like, oh, so you, you direct, you act, you write, you know, um, why do you do all that, you know, and, I'm, and there's always this, this thing of, like, how can you do all that, you know, so I'm, like, I'm just stepping back and processing that, I'm, like, you know, yo, just so you know, people have been doing this, they just don't look like me. Correct. You know, so it is this unconscious bias sometimes, um, because if you look at a lot of people from the past without giving away... Yeah, you know, you don't have to bust anybody out. out, but I mean, there have been actors slash producers slash writers for... No, okay, here's here's one, right? I mean, this is the reason why I got my sack card. Clint Eastwood. Mm. Period. Yeah. Right? You know, started as an actor, but then directing, and then he was like, yo, you're not giving me the rules I want, so I'm going to write about it. Right. Write the screenplay. So that's a prime example of someone who uh, who does all these different... The first um, three frames of Beverly Hills Cop, man. Exactly. It just flipped my game all the way through when it said Eddie Murphy Productions. Right after right. Jerry Bruckheimer. Right. I mean, this is exactly what you're doing, That's right? a, That's all I'm doing is... is Crazy Funny Asians and Miscellaneous Brown and all of this stuff is, it's all just me <laughs> trying to stay busy and trying to keep my brain occupied. But also you're bringing in people that like you. Well, right? and, and, and a homie 
my buddy Audi Vergara. I started Jutes with him. I uh, started Filipino American Cannabis Society with him, and he had come to one of the first crazy funny Asian stand-up shows, and he said to me, and I use you also as a point of reference for this. I, he said to me, he said, "Yo, you need to find younger." and or other Asian comedians that you can put on mm, mm. and highlight their story because their story highlights your story. Mm-hmm, and it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's the very, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the, you know, the motto of this podcast, tell, tell your story, tell our story, because the more you share your story of a Brown man educating everybody about his vision, as far as theater and acting and, mm-hmm, and arts mm-hmm. go is a totally it, it, it's, it's our story because you, you, our story is shared because we share yeah. history and it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's all a collective thing. And I, I mean, I think I said it on Jenny, on Jennifer's uh, podcast, Jennifer Chang, mm-hmm. where I was reading the, the method of acting by Strasberg uh-huh. and how they have all the different recountings of all the different you know, oh, this Brando did this, or Charlton Heston mm-hmm. did that, or you know, whoever you know, other older actor did this. Well, this is our history. Yeah, this is our method. Is right, the, right, this right. crazy funny Asians, which is where we share our stories, and and part and like you're you're able to do that on a fucking global scale, bro. And that's that's <laughs> it's incredible. No, but, but bro, I, I can't even ima- I can't even remember the name of the the town that you were in in India. I, I, I couldn't pretend. But that's Manas. what. The idea that you're able to do that and go there and, and come on, man. I mean, I'll say this, you know, like it's, I mean, a lot of the work that I do, um, is engaging with millennials, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's where like vibrancy and passion and change really comes from, you know? So I'm, I'm fortunate enough to work in a university setting, but also work with, Adults, young adults, yeah. right in their twenties. Um, even if we are now in our late, late, late twenties, you know. What I'm, saying? Um, I, I'm actually in my early thirties now. Early. Yeah, there's a little bit of there's a little 30s. bit of gray. I'm in my late, late, late twenties. <laughs> that it might be purple by the time y'all see me next. <laughs> Bitch. Minus Fuchsia. <laughs> Fuchsia. Yeah, no. Did Rodney, has Rodney come here yet? Yeah, Rodney was here. Rodney was episode 13. Oh. Yeah, Rodney was here. I mean, Sita so, was here. Sita was here. <laughs> John John's been here. I mean, like, everybody, like, who? Uh, Jello needs to come. Jello come. Jello come. We got to tell the stories come, of the of the, the the Philippine the, the Philippine <laughs> choir. But all and Antoine, I, I don't think he could make it because he's in he's New Orleans. But he may when when he's in L. A. Because he's traveling. He's he's he's, he's, so, he's so awesome. I love Antoine got, so much. I yeah, mean, he's, but that's uh, who else? Who else would be? There wouldn't be anybody else. Cause, well, I asked Amard, but he's you know he's he's too busy being the engineer and I traveling know. too. He said that well, Amard, yeah, he's an engineer on tour, and then when he traveled, he don't work. When bro, he does his like travel. Homie, look, you, we just I named all the we just named all the Magna Rubio <laughs> alumni of L.A. and that's a pretty fucking ex- impressive <laughs> list of folks, man. When you, you know, when you yeah, think about that, it's it's. Everybody's doing. Oh my! I, I mean, Jello's produced shows at, at the, the at, Disney uh, concert. Yeah, so huge. Pretty amazing. And and then of course we don't need to. I mean, John John, we know John John, and then yeah. Uh, John, Antoine John. with his with his with his band and all the touring and music and oh, singing man. his ass off everywhere. I tell you this, you know what? I saw I saw John John do Miss Saigon at the West End. I was mm. yeah, me too. I was working. The West we both did. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah you but, interviewed. Yeah, I was, I was there. Yeah, but it was my birthday. Aren't oh, you also? I'm Libra. Oh, okay. September 29th, I will be 45. Oh, it's coming. Y'all. 45. It, it, that's this weekend. Damn, that's. That's this weekend, y'all. This is my 45th birthday (laughs) podcast. I'll probably have another special podcast to talk about how it's the Trump birthday and I'm going to act a fool and do whatever the fuck I want this year. But, yeah, 45th. Last year was Obama, yes we can. This year... I'm acting a fool. It's Trump birthday this year. Oh my word! I'm acting a fool. But anyhow, <laughs> no, yo, I saw I, before the show even started. Like the energy was like I couldn't breathe because, you know, I was just so excited for this this person who's gonna be performing. You yeah. know, And then saw him, and he didn't know it was my birthday, and he took me out, 
and it was the just such an awesome human being. He's a, he's an incredible like awesome. I I um I. You know, I, I always say this in the, on the podcast. I record and edit and listen to this podcast as my 14-year-old self, trying to figure out, like, yeah. uh, what stories I would have wanted to hear at that point. And I, and I, I John John's episode was episode 17, so it was just, like, last mm-hmm. week. And I probably listened to that episode seven times, oh. just, just editing it, because of, yeah, I mean... He's just it. It it's the everything that I anticipated and wanted from that podcast. Yeah. From John John, it exceeded any expectation I could have ever mm-hmm. wanted because he he's just a beautiful person, and you know, sharing all that. I mean, like it's the same. It's the same reason I wanted you here, man. The, there's something special about that whole experience, man. Like when you na- <laughs> when you name. What? When you name when you name all those folks that did that shit? Yeah. That that yeah. Like imitating art. Bro. <laughs> it's a trip. Yeah, that was that was a trip. I mean it's an all-star cast of folks that are still doing it now. This is true. I mean I have nothing to say. I mean it was a great great experience. But what, do you remember the the um Apology, the official one from California, when they brought that certificate. <gasps> right, 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 right. I remind everybody, yeah. like John, John, even like, because it was such a weird, almost magical experience that it almost you feel like it was a dream. Like sometimes, because <laughs> for me, like the idea that here's this, you talk about art meeting life and life meeting art. Here's this official California assemblyman coming and bringing us an apology from the state of California. Oh. To apologize for the things that we yeah. had just acted out in yeah, the play, yeah, it's pretty it, it was pretty surreal. Yeah, it was such a. The great thing about it is such a communal experience, right? Because you have all these Pinoys coming to see it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then you have non-Filipinos coming to see it and experience it, and exper- experience, and it. learn the story as well. Exactly, yeah. and then that's where trans, and that's why I love theaters. You know, it's instantaneous transformation. It's right there. And that's yeah. what's so cool about your Instagram. And the the book It's instantaneous transformation. No, but you can see the the joy in the kids in their in the class when the, when they're participating yeah. in the workshop. Well, some of those kids are mothers also. So. Well, but, no, but, but but what I'm saying like you're you're able to see the the joy that of theater. You mm. you spread that. You spread that message every time yeah. you're doing your workshop and it's incredible oh, to see. Thanks. thanks. I mean, I, I gotta, like, I, I do have to, like, acknowledge a lot of people. Like, Kamal Hawk in Singapore really opened that space. He's an amazing human being. Um, and uh, that's why I've been able to go there twice a year with working um, on different workshops with predominantly, predominantly phenomenal women who are willing to expose themselves through their stories, right? So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I do the work. I, I it's nerve-wracking sometimes sure you know, like i think this year was the longest i haven't been home for a while I, I left for two months i went to australia yeah huge filipino australian community oh there's i'm sure huge and then and then off to asia um yeah that was that was that was in many ways a testament of how long can i survive in this like I'm, I'm by myself mm-hmm. um, working with all these diff- different communities but then but then you get there and you're like you're not by yourself yo. no you're not you got oh, this whole community exactly yeah and exactly. you're building this wonderful thing where I, I would guess that there are places that you've done workshops with women where they probably wouldn't have had that opportunity had you not been there well I, th- abs- I, I feel I feel that that's the case I mean uh, you know a lot of these not a lot, but some of these places still are patriarchal societies. Sure. Right. So, just creating a space for for cisgendered women or queer people to, to share their stories mm-hmm. and feel comfortable about who they are. It's it's really amazing. So that really has almost come really full circle for you when you think about a young kid who immigrated to Chicago from at twelve. 
<laughs> on welfare stamps, yeah, raised by a single mom on welfare stamps, yeah, you know, welfare stamps and, and food stamps, right? And, yeah, you, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and now you're here spreading your story all around the fucking globe. I'll, I'll tell you this though, I I make it a point that wherever I am, if it's Tuesday or Thursday in Chicago, I'm gonna Facetime my mama because she's babysitting those two little kids. Give them a shout. Come on, man. Everybody in Chicago better listen to this shit. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm titling this bitch Chicago Filipino, so y'all better listen to this shit. My nephew, Sean, and Jace. And then, you know, it's really funny. I'll talk about my mom because she's really the reason why I get to do what I do is, you know, she's like, she's getting a little older. She's um, uh, thinking of kind of like retiring and she's still working. Um, She's still working like three times a week. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, on those two days that she's not working, she's babysitting these fools, right? And I'm like... Just like my mom is? Right. So I was like, Mom, if you're like, if you're going to retire, why why are you taking care of Sean and Chase? And she she like looks at me and she's like, because I never got a chance to take care of the two of you. Wow. Mic drop. You know? Yeah. And then just for her to talk about her two kids get emotional, just for her to talk about these two boys... So much, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jace is learning how to trying to blow a balloon. You know, <laughs> sending me photos of that. It's like that was something that she never had with me and my brother growing up. Because she, she had to work two jobs. Yeah. she yeah. ain't got time for that. Yeah, and she she would always say like, I don't like whenever there were problems, and you know, there's a natural tendency for, I think, um, people who come from lower means or marginalized communities to apologize a lot. Mm. That that was not her. She was like, I don't have time for sorry. Mm. I only have time for solutions. I don't gotta do any more. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. You can't just be kind. You know, and that that's the greatest gift that she instilled in me. It's like uh, apologies rejected. <laughs> you know, why are you apologizing? Yeah. You know You don't need to say I'm sorry. Yeah, solve it. Yeah. I mean so so when you do apologize, it comes from a real place. It's different. You, you're actually apologizing for something that you fucked up on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're really um, sorry for it, yeah. for that matter. I, I, it, the more I get, the older I get, the more... In your early 30s? Bish. <laughs> I am 45. I'm not afraid you're to so say... Proud. I am. I am proud. I am proud. To I'm say, seven times seven. Look... It's like, no, 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 that's not right. I don't, no, you, you don't even remember no, your timetables, you're so old. Where's my abacus? No, but look, look, I'm, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be this age and still grinding, Isn't still it doing it. Yeah. yeah, still being a part of this. Like, if you'd have told me when I was 25 that I was doing this shit, now when I'm 45, mm. I would not be mad. I'm talking to these great Filipino American, Asian American artists. Having them share their story, beautiful stories like you just told about your mom and how how she didn't want you to apologize for shit. Mm. I mean, how how cool is that? Like, and and the thing is, is that when 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 I realized that here we are sharing these stories, and then I'll put it out and I'll upload it, and maybe a kid at twelve years old that just came here from the Philippines will hear this story and say, "Wow." Here's this cat who's been here now 20 years. Yeah, and yeah. I can And I can do the same thing. And this is, I mean, uh, I think this is very Filipino because we've been, like, colonized throughout mm-hmm. our lives. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, systemically for the past 450 years. It's like, you know, you always hear this. Sorry po. Yeah. I sorry po. Sorry po. I'm like, what? Huh? You See, know? and I think that's part of, like... I talked about this with again with Jennifer, where, where she was talking about how in in the Vietnam auditions with actors as Asian Americans, we were still just trying to find our place. Mm. Not need, uh, we needed permission to be mm. able to act with privilege, mm-hmm. to act mm-hmm. as as an as a white actor, right? Mm-hmm. To act mm-hmm. like you were the star and you were supposed to be the star on the stage, and and I think that we don't need to ask for permission. Mm. We are here, mm-hmm. and and. I've never waited for permission. Mm. That's part of this podcast. Yeah. I don't care if you don't want to hear these stories. I'm still going to upload them. Exactly. And there's, because there's people who want to hear them. Yeah. Right? And there's enough people who want to hear them. There's, and, 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 and it's growing. Because if y'all share it, <laughs> if y'all Sharing share it, scary. it will grow even Sharing more. And listen, I'm titling this episode Chicago Filipinos. Filipinos. 
So listen, Chicago. First, <laughs> tell them where they can find you because Chicago they got they gotta follow you, you. They gotta follow you on Instagram. Tell them where they can find you on Instagram. First, all the folks that oh are- mezclaoista. M-E-Z-C-L-A-O-I-S-T-A. And I will link it on the podcast. <laughs> It'll be on our Instagram. You need to follow Gio. He's doing some you real... You can also go on my website. Well, give him your website then. GiovanniOrtega.com. There you go. GiovanniOrtega.com. But also, I mean, this is the cat who's really doing it. Because there's a lot of folks who, like me, we just do it. We, we do podcasts and we do web series and comedy and, and, and it's great. And it's funny and all that stuff, but this cat right here okay. is changing the minds and <laughs> outlooks. And Jeez. bro, you are you're you're, you're 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 influencing young folks, and that's something that you're giving something to the young people of today that we didn't have. As we definitely didn't. And and the idea that now, like I said, that that's a really important thing that you're a professor at a college. A, a, a point of authority uh, uh, that, and now this is where you're a point of reference, not only for our community, but for the whole entire theater community. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, because now we have the Kasama Filipino, Filipinex um, American group in the Claremont Colleges, and I am the first Binoy. Uh, professor in Pomona College. Yeah. This is history, a full-time professor. Yeah. So, I mean, in so many ways, it's like, really? But in so many ways, that's that's a lot of pressure, you know? And um, that's why... And, and here's the thing. I, I do want to share that, like, as, as people of color or queer people or women of color or whatnot, I think there's, there's this... There's this notion that... Nowadays, you just get into the door because of how you look, mm. when in fact, it's, it's um, what you have to do is you have to work three times or four times as hard, harder just so people could see you as an equal, you know? And I always say, it was like, um, look at what the person's done first before you judge them. Because it's like, for, yo, for, for like Jennifer Chang, I'm like, she's running a program. An acting program at UCSD, one of the best schools in the country. She just got best director. You know, she's acting in the show that she's directing. She right had now. to understudy and jump in. She was talking, and she's a professor. Correction from the la- from Jennifer Chang's episode. She said she wasn't acting. Nah, she decided because one of the actors got hurt, and she had to jump Hello. in and be an. Hello, you know. Amazing, I- Rodney Toe. Professor, USC. I don't know about that. Oh, you talking shit, Rodney. You talking Rodney shit, Rodney. <laughs> no, you know you love Rodney. I love my auntie. <laughs> <laughs> he called him auntie. Oh, was Tita earlier. Oh, man. No, but I mean, no, but we're really like that. That to me is more impressive. Like, yes, it's great IMDb lines and be, be on TV yeah. and the whole thing. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. I want to do it. But what you're doing, it's mm. that's thankless, man. That that's you're again. It's it's a different. You're affecting the next generations. It's a different thing. It's 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 a totally more, I think, more progressive and positive thing to be doing even than what I'm doing. I'm just talking shit and talking about my dick on stage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bastos. It, that's me. Hash, bastos. Hashtag bastos. Hashtag bastos. I, that's the space that I want to live in. So just in case, but if you all hear this, <laughs> go, no, go ahead. You're also creating opportunities for a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and visibility. I mean, I just love watching all the things that you're doing. It's like, oh, okay. It's, oh, oh. It's like three or four projects simultaneously. It, it's attention deficit disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on ADD. No, no. I, I, part of it is like, I have had all these little side hustles for a while, right? The miscellaneous brown, that nickname has been with me for years. You know, Mini Pacquiao, obviously that's been going on for 10 years. Like a lot of this stuff has just been, it's, it feels like everything's coming together, you know? And that's part of the reason again, why I started this podcast was because you guys, the people that I bring on and the people that I highlight, all it does is highlight me because y'all are so dope. Uh, mm-hmm. Seriously, I mean, I because because 
the idea that I'm able to, because of my career, I'm able to get a guy from Parks and Rec, Rodney Toe, or I'm able to get mm-hmm. Gianna Versace, John, uh, John John Brionis, or I'm able to get this cat, you, who travels the world and teaches people in India how to, how to you know, tell their story. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean... I'm 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 incredibly lucky to be able to be here and and be in this position to just be a Facebook message away from these dope ass people. So why not share them? Because I'm lucky enough to know these stories in a lot of ways already, yeah. and so why not share them now with the whole with a, everybody? Because I think again, y'all are dope as fuck. <laughs> so why not give you guys a space to? To be a part and and let let's not get it twisted, guys. This isn't like a crazy fancy thing. This is two mics on my desk. <laughs> Just what? This is like a full on studio <laughs> in Burbank. No, bro. I you mean, know, a surround sound. Well, it, this whole thing, all of this, every story that we share, everything that we do on this thing is just about taking the first step, sharing that story, mm-hmm. putting it out there into the universe because. That's all you really can do, mm-hmm. right? And once we put it out there, see what happens. Sure. Yeah. And man, Gio, I appreciate you for putting it out there. Well, thank you. Because I-, uh, I mean, we go. We're Manongs from from. I mean, even <laughs> we were Manongs before we knew we were Manongs because we grew up in the same spot. We were Isn't probably we were we were brothers from another mother, even <laughs> even even from yeah. back in the day, and. You know, what I'm hoping, we'll just put this out in the universe now. We'll be in a play together soon. <laughs> maybe in Chicago doing something. I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe maybe Gio will write it. And then we can we can do it. Maybe Gio will write it. I'm, I'm, or maybe I'm just going to give Gio a this. screenplay. Bitch, I'm about to hand you a screenplay. There you go. And you have to help me with it because you're, you're a better writer than I am. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Giovanni Ortega, follow him on Instagram, follow him wherever you can follow him, Google his ass and go on the website and check out what this bitch is doing because it's, it's incredible. Um, he's really doing it for our community. He's really doing it for Chicago Filipinos and repping us hardcore. And I want Chicago Filipinos to watch this, or not watch this, but listen to this, share this, share this with other Chicago and he's kind of funny. October 5th, y'all, at the Collaboration Space. There'll be more stuff on all the websites and all the different social medias. But yeah, October 5th. It'll probably be this weekend right now. Like, you'll listen to this podcast and then you can listen to this. I just got 45. I just got it. You like that? I just got it. Yeah, it's 45. It's my 45th birthday. If if for nothing else, come for my birthday. Yeah. I got it. I was terrible. It's terrible because it's 44 and 45. it's okay. It took me a really long time. It's okay. Sometimes it takes a long time. <laughs> but it's like those mind bombs. That's that's what I want to do for y'all. And don't miss all the different mind little mind bombs that I'm going to put. Because sometimes you'll laugh right away. And then sometimes you'll be like Gio Wake and up laugh. In the middle of the night and, laughing. And you'll be like 30 minutes later, you'll laugh. <laughs> it's like an hour. <laughs> that's how we do, guys. Hey, thank you for listening. And please share this with your friends.